Welcome to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast, where we bring you weekly sermons that uplift your soul, strengthen your spirit, and praise the Lord. Whatever your reason for listening, we're grateful for you spending your time with us. May God open your heart to love and your ears to hear. The reading of the gospel lesson for today. It reads from John 6, 56 through 69. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him, just as the living God sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He said this while teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. And on hearing it, many of the disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? What if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you are spirit, and they are life. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. I wonder if you've ever tasted anything so good that you've spent the rest of your life trying to find that taste all over again. There's a popular story from Ireland about a man who is visited by a fairy godmother and granted three wishes. He doesn't have to think long about his first wish. I'd like a glass of Guinness that refills as soon as I drink it, he said. And sure enough, his wish was granted. And after he'd enjoyed a couple of drinks and found the glass kept replenishing, the fairy godmother grew impatient and said, don't forget you have two more wishes. The man looked at the constantly refilling glass and said, I'll have two more of these, please. (laughs) Now, when you found what makes your heart sing, there's no need to search or speculate about much else in life. In the story of Peter Pan, we meet the character Captain Hook. Now, Captain Hook's hand has been replaced by a hook after an encounter with a crocodile. The captain passes on this sage piece of advice. Never smile at a crocodile. No, you can't get friendly with a crocodile. Don't be taken in by his welcoming grin. He's imagining how well you'd fit within his skin. The crocodile enjoyed Captain Hook's hand so much that in the story, the crocodile is permanently on the lookout for the rest of him. The crocodile knew what he was looking for. Captain Hook's hand had tasted so good, so it was worth spending the rest of his days seeking the rest of him. And if you can relate to the crocodile, then you can relate to John's gospel, the sixth chapter. It begins in the sixth chapter with Jesus feeding 5,000 people, starting with just a few loaves and fishes. The people say, we like the taste of that. We'll have two more, please. 
And Jesus says, I can give you something better than loaves and fishes. And the crowd said, bring it on. And Jesus says these unforgettable words, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And if you've consumed those words before, if you've tasted a little bit of the Jesus who spoke them, then you are a crocodile. You've enjoyed just a little part of Jesus, and you are spending the rest of your life looking for the rest of the Messiah. And that is the good news. When Jesus breaks bread, there is enough for everybody. And then Jesus goes on to lay down his own life, and Jesus himself becomes the living bread broken for the life of the world. And Jesus' death is not wasted because his resurrection offers us the promise that we shall eat this bread with him forever. I think I'll have a little more, two more, please, as a matter of fact. Give me this bread always. But the Bible would be a very short book if that's all there was to it. Almost immediately, as we see in John's Gospel, the sixth chapter, people begin to find reasons why they'd like a second option. And I think John 6 presents us with two kinds of reasons for those who would follow Jesus. And I think those reasons are with us today. And the first is this. Jesus, I don't know, he's just too ordinary. You know, he just graduated from Nazareth State University, minoring in woodworking with a GPA of 3.1, played a couple of matches as a walk-on for the sailing team, did a bit in religious life or extracurriculars, you know, the usual stuff. Jesus, just ordinary. Because a lot of us really want that dramatic vision or experience or adventure or discovery. It's why we turn to extreme sports to give us stirring feelings. It's why some people turn to drugs or drinking to give you hallucinations or to separate you from reality. Other religions give exotic insights or profound wisdom. And Jesus, I don't know, sometimes Jesus just seems too ordinary to be the key to everything, as he says. The universe is massive and staggeringly complex. And sometimes it seems a bit ordinary that this solitary historical figure 2,000 years ago is really all that important. So people walked away from Jesus. The second reason people walked away from Jesus is the total opposite of the first. They said, Jesus is too far-fetched. He wants too much from us. Jesus is too demanding. Yes, they said, we buy into this eternal life thing, and we're cool with this you'll never be hungry business, but when you say you have to wash someone else's feet, when you say you have to forgive seven times 70, when you have to give all that you have to the poor, Jesus, can't you realize that in our modern world, everything is just so relative? No promises last forever. No truth claims go beyond rhetoric or power. No one gets to have a monopoly on what's important. Jesus, you're asking too much. And people walked away. And the reasons that people turned away from Jesus in Capernaum and our gospel lesson are no different than why people turn away from Jesus today. 
For some people, Jesus is just too plain ordinary. A simple historical figure cannot bear his shoulders the destiny of the world. They say, why not just accept Jesus as an exceptional teacher or a human being and be done with it? But for others, Jesus is too extraordinary. They say, Christianity, that's all very well and good, but it expects too much from me in my day-to-day life. Allow me to make sure my appearance is perfect or to get my achievements secured. Once I reach a certain status in life or once I build up my 401k to a safe point, then I'll settle down to the thought of Jesus. Every Christian knows what it means to think and feel these things from time to time when we're honest. Many of us can look back on days or weeks or even years where other things seemed more important, more true than Jesus of Nazareth. And maybe you're in one of those periods right now, but you are a crocodile. Remember the taste. Remember the joy. Savor the words, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And just go heading off slowly, methodically, relentlessly, having had a taste of Jesus and wanting to enjoy him for the rest of your life. Be a crocodile. Jesus squares up to the 12 disciples in today's gospel and says, Are you turning away too? Think about this powerful moment in our story. If the disciples leave now, at this moment, before John's gospel even gets started, what becomes of the rest of our history? Who witnesses the crucifixion? Who meets Jesus after the resurrection? Who founds the churches? Who writes the gospels? It's one of those cliffhanger moments in the Bible where everything hangs on to the answer to that question. Are you turning away too? And then Peter speaks up, swallows deeply, looks into Jesus' face and says, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. You're the only show in town When you've seen what we've seen, discovered what we've discovered, shared what we've shared, tasted what we've tasted, nothing compares to you. Anything else is absurd. To whom else can we go? You could call this bullheaded belief, Peter's stubbornness, the conviction that Jesus, the Jesus who said, I am the bread of life, is the life of the world, that whoever comes to him will never be hungry, and whoever believes in him will never be thirsty. There are many words for the attitude that Peter's words represent. Bullheaded is one, stubbornness is another. Faithfulness sounds a bit better. Perseverance sounds even better than that. But I think the real word that captures Peter's response to Christ, to whom else can we go, is love. That's what it means to love God, to follow him around like a crocodile seeking the best meal ever. We've all come this morning to a place 
that wants to show us how to love. And Jesus wants you to love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself, just the way that he loves you. There may be times in the years ahead when some of your thinking comes to question some of your loving. Don't panic. Look around. You can see people in this room who have been through the same thing, sometimes worse, sometimes less. When you find Jesus to be too ordinary or for a time find Jesus to be too demanding, don't despair. You're in good company. My prayer is that you'll continue to be even more hungry and more thirsty for Jesus than you are today. You'll have to ask yourself many times, to whom else can I go? You'll have had a look at a good number of those who have possibly abandoned Christ because he was too ordinary or demanded too much. But eventually we all have to make a judgment about who he was in the words of eternal life. There are many voices calling to us, asking us to learn or to grow or to bend our will towards an agenda. But I anticipate that the more you learn, the more you'll long for the food that never perishes, for the drink that never runs dry, because you are a crocodile. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the peace of Christ go with you, wherever he may send you. May he guide you through the wilderness, protect you through the storm. May he bring you home rejoicing at the wonders he has shown you. May he bring you home rejoicing once again into our arms. And may the love of God, the peace of Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sandy Springs United Methodist Church Podcast. We hope that you have found our podcast helpful and hope to be in ministry not only to you, but with you. For more information about Sandy Springs United Methodist Church, please visit www.ssumc.org. Until next time, may God bless you.